Take off your shoes and unbuckle your drawers. It's time for Cliff and Kindle. Do what you do. This show is all on fire. Hey, Cliff. Oh, Kendall, don't you play these games with me? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna play lots of games with you today, Cliff. Whoa. And I'm so excited. Snake eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna be rolling those dice. Can we roll them? You know, that's what we do, because we are uh bored, so it's time to get out some board games. Oh, because we're gamblers. Yeah. <laughs> we're not We're gambling our time and gambling us getting into a fight over who's the winner. It's a gamble, Kendall, but you know you gotta <laughs> You sunk my battle. You gotta know when to hold them. <laughs> when to hold know them. Know when to fold them. When to fold know them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. When you never, never count, count your, your money. When, when you're sitting, sitting at the table, time enough for counting. When, when the dealing's done. Oh, just a couple gamblers. <laughs> couple gamblers. I guess gamblers we, of life. We should dedicate this show to poor old Kenny Rogers in heaven now with all the cool people. Oh, I know. Well, hey, he's going to be on cloud to cloud. He's going to be Facebook. Islands in the stream, clouds <laughs> in heaven. It's so wonderful. <laughs> so wonderful, Kendall. But this show is not an hour-long tribute to Kenny Rogers, unfortunately. That's a bonus track. That's just a bonus track. <laughs> Hidden bonus track here at the beginning of the show. This is just a regular old countdown of the world's greatest games. Oh, it's more than just a regular old countdown. It's an amazing countdown of regular old games. Oh, but Kendall, every, I think every regular countdown is amazing. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. I lo- you love it, I love it. And it's just a love fest, <laughs> and we're sending love out to everyone and receiving it back in a circular motion, round and round, like a, in a clockwise motion. Remember that, that part of Do the Bartman? Remember when they played Do the Bartman <laughs> on the radio? Do you remember hearing it on the radio? Oh! Ooh, it's a movie body, yes, you got the nation. Front to back in a rock-like motion. Now that you got it, if you think you can, do it to the music, that's the Bartman. <laughs> Oh, hey, we had uh, Be the Bartman and um, also had the Steve Urkel dance. We had a lot of those weird songs that <laughs> were huge popular culture. I know, I can't remember, I, I, I can't, I can remember, but I can't believe that I do recall it being 30 years ago. I would get up in the morning, of course I was a cool eight-year-old if it was 30 years ago, <laughs> so I would turn on VH1 as I would get ready and it would be in rotation do the Bartman would just come on is that where your love of bubbleology came from from VH1 from VH1 <laughs> pop up video pop up remember it was like oh, blah, 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 blah. yes 
It's not, it was bubbleology. That's great. I wonder why they don't do that anymore. Meaning, make things like they used to. Why not? I don't know. I guess they just think people just Google it. Now, Charles is. I'm sorry to say, really pushing it with me this week. Being in such quarters, such close quarters with him. It's like when I got trapped with him in that sewer all over again. Well, I've just been spraying a lot of my pumpkin spice air freshener. You know, it makes me feel a lot better. And it yeah. covers the urine smell that comes from Charles's corner. One side smells like urine. One side smells like Halloween. I know. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to run out of pumpkin spice before they put it out at the end of oh, the summer. That's scary. <laughs> you better order some. Uh, it'll take like 20 days to get here. I know. I just watched Wonder Woman the other day. Did you ever watch Wonder Woman, that movie? Uh, I have. It's been a long time. Oh, well, you mean, it, wait, the new one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that recently. Uh, okay, well, the villain, <laughs> okay. you, you know, <laughs> you know he, he pops open these little things to smell the guy. And do you remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. I had forgotten it before I rewatched it, so it's okay if you don't remember. Well, as you're saying it, it's kind of coming back to me hazily. But he, there's these little vials, and it's kind of like how some people will understand this. I'm not going to explain it for people who don't. It's kind of like he's <laughs> just doing poppers, and he's sniffing, and he gets real like high for a minute. But then yeah. he, he, but he gets you know real supernaturally strong and Hulk, like sort of hulks out. But but, All that to say is I wish that I had little vials of pumpkin spice air freshener <laughs> that I could just snap open and just, you know, just breathe them in, really, really get them into my system. <laughs> Smacking you with Halloween. Uh, I, I don't know about you, I am so, like, hot when I sleep because I'm just so fat. But um, oh. I'm just, like, all night, I'm so hot, and when I wear that mask, it, like, it feels like it traps heat into my body. Even worse. <laughs> well, I think it's because you have chosen the corner that's not too, too far from Crockpot's kiln, where she's firing all of her pottery, whereas I'm sleeping... Oh, is that, I thought I was going through menopause. No, you're going through fatopause. <laughs> no, but I'm, I, you know, I'm over by the freezer case that has all the butter in it. Oh, so I'm sleeping okay. Okay. And here's another tip, because when you sleep, you know, I always just want to, you want to snuggle up into like a comforter. But you can't because it might get too hot, like especially for you if you're sleeping right by the kiln. But oh, yeah, I can't cuddle up anywhere. I'm hot. I've got to like get uncovered and try to cool off with a fan. I, know. I just use uh, two sheets. If you use two sheets, and then th that makes it adjustable. Because if it's too hot, you take one sheet off. And if you get a little too cold with that, you put the second sheet back on. And it's just a wonderful <laughs> it's tip for fat people sleeping. Well, I'll have to try it out. I'll have to order some more sheets. It's my patented two-sheet method. <laughs> but this is not an infomercial for no. sheets, Cliff. This is for an infomercial for, for games. Games. Kendall, do you love playing games? I've always loved playing games. I have so many great memories of playing games. I'm sure you do, too. Memories of playing games. Of course, the memories of the games of our lives. <laughs> the games of our lives. Coming in at number 10. Whoa, coming in hot with a bullet at number 10 in the greatest games countdown. And I'm talking greatest games of all time, Kendall. All time. I don't know what you're talking about. 
But <laughs> number <laughs> number ten. <laughs> Who the hell knows? <laughs> I've forgotten already. Number ten, Kindle. It's not just a game anymore. It's called. <laughs> yes, it is. It's called Go Fish. Oh, Go Fish. Who doesn't love a rousing game of Go Fish? Oh, the many days I sit around playing Go Fish. And it's easy to play. And you know, all those other card games, they just have too many rules. And who can remember them all? But Go Fish is easy to remember what to do. And so it's easy to play with anybody. Go out and, and you know, with when it's safe to enter the world again and repopulate the earth go out with your neighbor and play go fish on the sidewalk like they used to no i i love any kind of card games and you know it started my love for magic as a Ocus bocus and now i have a whole magic trick called go fish cliff do you walk us through what happens it's difficult to explain Difficult to explain. <laughs> you know, visually, it's different. It's difficult to explain a, such a visual trick. But, you know, <laughs> basically, you you have a card, and then it disappears, and you're like, go fish. Oh. 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 Very technical. Oh. Sounds magical, Kendall. <laughs> oh, it is. If you could see it, you would believe it. Um, all right, I got a game for you. Uh, oh. Did you love Uno. Uno! Oh, I did you, love Uno. You play Uno dose twice. You just play it all day long. And I'd never win. <laughs> Uno is much like Go Fish. I, yeah, I guess it's pretty much the same concept. Well, it's similar, right? Because you're making matches, aren't you? Um, yeah. yeah, and then it's like skip, reverse, you know. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. The matching element right, is right. the same. But it's got its own flair. And I'll always remember Uno. For didn't they give away Uno with like Skip Bow and stuff on on the Bozo show? Oh when yeah, you played uh-huh. the grand prize game, which where you toss the ping pong. Which really, uh, all of our games are not as good as the grand prize game from the Bozo show. Oh my God, how bad did you want to play the the that game? I wanted to so bad, but then part of me knew, always, Cliff, you're going to blow it. <laughs> like, it, what those people, when they get a chance for to shoot the, you know, half-court po- half uh-huh. basketball sh- shot or whatever for a million dollars, it's like, no, you're going to blow it, you're going to blow it, you're going to choke. So I knew <laughs> that I would, I would have been lucky to go home with a pack of Uno cards. I never would have gotten to the, like, wagon or all the fun stuff. <laughs> Well, let, let me tell you how bad, because I have, I have scientific proof of how bad I was. Oh, no. Because I thought, you know, I was one of those kids, I still am one of those people, I'm like, I just want to make that. I'll just make one. Uh-huh. You know? And I thought, well, I want to make that so I can see if I would win or not. And I remember getting like a trash can and a ping pong ball, and I like set up the trash can, I got about as far away as it looked like they were on the Bozo Show, and I threw it, and of course I missed and I did it like three or four more times, and every time I missed, and I thought, I don't need to build it. I can't even get it in the first bucket. So <laughs> I know that I'm going to lose. So then I gave up that dream. <laughs> <laughs> Give up your dream, because uh, you're never going to make it in that bucket. I dreamed a dream of dreams gone by. Way gone. <laughs> can you just hear that song and then see little Kendall with his head 
held low in front of his homemade grand prize game, <laughs> knowing he never will win. I know such an uplifting story. <laughs> when life was worth living, <laughs> I dreamed the game would never die. Also, I love that this cements forever that we are 100 hundred years old that we could just sit and talk about watching the bozo show for so long remember when howdy doody come on and then we might as well be talking about howdy doody or listening well, the to truth comes out little orphan annie on the radio <laughs> i loved getting the little uh, dakota rings and doing the puzzles it was fun <laughs> oh which okay speaking of little orphan annie and this does mm-hmm. relate, I promise. Trust me, <laughs> little orphan Annie, um, and the decoder ring, and uh, make sure to drink your Ovaltine and all that. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I know that you did not come over and comfort me. You just sat and watched from afar this morning as I finished watching the Wonder Years and I watched the finale, and I. I felt like you needed a minute. That was a rough thing to to deal with. <laughs> it was, a, it was a, must have been a rough thing to watch because I, <laughs> no kidding, like... doubled over, weeping and sobbing at the end of that. Like <laughs> sobbing, I was w- one step away from like crying, like Lucy, like just. <laughs> I, I mean, I was really close to that, and I don't know why it caught me off guard because the whole the whole series I watched in the last several weeks here quarantine, and only one episode really made me cry the whole time of watching it again, which was the one where the math teacher dies, and I did cry. Oh yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, a lot of them I was like Oof. moved, you know, yeah. and caught up in, but I didn't cry at them. But so I thought, well, maybe I'll tear up here at the end. Oh, Kendall, it was like you told me everybody I ever knew had just died. They were all (laughs) on a boat to see me, and the boat sank. And it was like that because I I don't know what it was, but yeah, I was just weeping, sobbing, wailing, and nobody came over to say, "Hey, what's wrong?" I don't know why. It was so off-putting to everyone. I thought you were, you know, having one of your normal, like, nightly cries. I didn't know it was something specific, like, The Wonder Years. It was, I was watching the finale of The Wonder Years. Oh, my God. And, but here's how it relates to (laughs) Little Orphan Annie. Because... All through watching the the Wonder Years, especially when it started, I thought, "Wow, this reminds me so much of a Christmas story." Because just the the yeah the conceit of just the older him telling the story of his younger days, right? Yeah, and he's and he's sort of wisecracking about it and stuff. And so it, it's you know it's just, that's where it begins and ends the similarities. I thought, well, this is like a, a Christmas story, and lo and behold. Last episode, which was a two-parter. Boy, maybe that's why I cried twice as much as I could have ever even dreamed I was able to. (laughs) I must have lost 10 pounds in tears alone. (laughs) But the last two episodes, do you know who was was a guest... A guest star, not really a guest star, but he was a guest. And he was was also one of the workers at this country club where Kevin and Winnie were working for the summer. It was... Ralphie from A Damn 
Christmas Story. Oh, was it really? Yes! I looked oh on it God. and I thought, are you shitting me? This had to be like a nod to, you know, the Christmas Story and how... Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because it was just so... Oh, so wonderful. And I had to look it up just to make sure that that was him and I wasn't just hallucinating because we've been in the store for so many weeks. <laughs> and and I looked it up and apparently he's also in... He's, he works sporadically as an actor. I don't think he... I think he does a lot of other stuff too. But he was in Spider-Man Far From Home with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, really? So I've only seen that like five times. So I'm going to have to go back now and watch it. <laughs> find where he is. Oh, that brings me so much joy. Because that, that brings a little Christmas here. Merry Christmas. I know. And it's always, you know, always Christmas in my heart. Because I keep Christmas with me like Sesame <laughs> Street taught me to, Kendall. Well, that's, that's the important thing in life. Um, Which, I, you know, I, I know you had that terrible, awful, sad moment. That's, uh, that's horrible. It's uh, Whenever you end a, a new show or a show you've been watching, it's just like heartbreak and that's even worse. But, um, I had like a tiny little moment today. I was looking through Instagram and I don't know if you, I know you follow like Leslie Jordan. Um, Mm -hmm. And he said, Oh, you know, my mama, she always said, or she told me the story about wasp and how he was like, I hate wasp, but my, me and my sister had fallen into wasp nest, you know, when we were kids. And he said, but here's one on my, my balcony today. And he said, he was injured. He said, I gave him some water and a little flower. He was like sitting there. He said, we gotta be kind y'all. We gotta be kind to get through this. He said, that's just what we're going to have to be. And I just started weeping. I was like, that just hit me so hard. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear you promoting kindness oh, and yes, Christmas so. on the show. <laughs> Those are very wonderful <laughs> topics to be talking about to everyone out there in, in Bushletown and here on the Falkland Islands. Oh, yes. Oh, well, we're yes. trying. We're doing our best. We're just trying to spread a little joy. We're, we're just These are just bits of humanity that we're sharing with the world. Oh, well, that's, of course, all that we ever want to do. We're actually thinking of trying to spread some bits of humanity ourselves in a, in a new board game. <laughs> We're creating our very own so we can play with both of you boys. Oh, yes. I know it will never be as good as our favorite game, Yahtzee, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but Wait, we can... Dear, don't be blasphemous in that way. <laughs> but of course, we, we can only hope to add to the enjoyment of families all over the world. Oh, I hope we, we do get to share it with everyone. Everyone will love playing that game. It's going to be so wonderful. And we're going to use little things that Funky and Opie like, of course. <laughs> oh, yes. And, dear, do you think we should use a dice or a board? Oh, well, dear, I think we should have a board. And I think we have some, need to have some little tidy doilies that the cards sit on on top of the board. Oh, I think that sounds so incredibly lovely, Sugar Lump. I think it'll take the gaming world by storm. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh well, let's... Let's get started. Let's see what we can find and see what Crockpot has around him we can use. Oh, yes. Maybe she could make all of our game boxes out of pottery. <laughs> That's a wonderful idea. It'll look very nice oh. sitting on your table. Oh, yes. A real icebreaker and conversation piece. <laughs> Such a wonderful idea, Daffodil. Oh. Crockpot! Crockpot! Oh, that, that sounds like a fun game. We're going to need more games. We're going to need a bigger boat. Kendall, what... <laughs> Is what did we? How many games have we counted down in the great countdown uh, of life? I think it's your turn. All right, 
I'm gonna go. <laughs> One of the greats, Kendall. <laughs> All right. Do you remember? I guess they still make this. It's called Gestures. <laughs> Did you ever play Gestures? Um, uh, I'm trying to remember what. Remind me what it is again. Here's what it is again. It was in a board game box, and we had it in we had it from the 90s, but I know that they made it after that. And it really is charades, but it, you have these cards, and you put them, you pick four of them, and you put them in this thing that looks like a, a movie clapboard. Okay. And as, as the timer goes on, they start to drop. Like after so many seconds, the first card drops, and then you, you and if you don't get it out before it drops down, then you don't get that one. You have to move on to the next one. Okay. So it adds this like timer element to the charades, and it's called gestures, like gestures, but with guests at the beginning. <laughs> but it was so fun, and it was one of the things that made it fun was it was, well, it, as I've said five times, it was like charades okay. on the card. You would act out without words. <laughs> what was it like, Cliff? Two, it, two words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then it had this thing, look like a movie clapboard, Kendall. <laughs> and Sounds you put like. the cards <laughs> in the top, four of them. And as the timer went down, the cards would fall. And it was just so much uh, fun. Bozo would have loved that. If they don't make it, they should. Well, I think it's a great idea. Cliff, we'll get right on it. <laughs> no, that... Yeah, I, you I need do, to make our own. I do think I, I did play that game before. Yeah, I could probably program a little computer to drop the cards. Maybe you could uh, reprogram a toaster since it's already got the slots <laughs> there at the top. Oh, Cliff... I will get to programming that toaster a little later. But first... Better get to programming. I want to tell you about another uh, kind of board game. I guess it is a board game. That I don't know if you loved. I never fully played it like the game said. But Mousetrap. Did you ever play Mousetrap? I did play Mousetrap. Probably a few times we played it like it said. Because my dad... My parents are—they're big like rule followers. Yeah. Well, you know I'm a rule follower, but it was er- my early years. I know which you are, but which your your mom was not, because she would you know rightfully get all the sweet and low that she needed, you know, take it home in her purse. Oh yeah, lifelong supply. <laughs> <laughs> but my parents were the opposite, which is why now you will not get the sweet and low. But now I'm filling up my purse with sweet and low. It just goes back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> But why were we talking about Sweet and Low? I don't know. Uh, no, we were talking about Mousetrap. Oh, because my dad made us follow the rules <laughs> and play it the right way. <laughs> but no, I would always get it out. And I, uh, here's when I would play that game, here's what I would do. I was alone <laughs> there. And I would get the game uh-huh. out, put it all together, set off the thing a couple times, and then I'd put it all back in the box and be like, well, that was fun. <laughs> Well, that was that's the fun part though is watching the marble go down. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw it recently in the store, and I looked at it and I thought that'd be fun. And I thought that would be something that would sit on the shelf that I'd never play. Yeah. But I would, I would just like to try it. I wish you could just like rent board games. Uh, it's a new Netflix for all the parties that we're having all the time. I know. Kendall, that's your new million dollar idea, and I get fifty percent because you thought of it <laughs> on the, the show. Board game rentals. Get them Just right here while they're hot. Put them on your queue like Netflix through the mail. <laughs> that's a great idea. Patent it. Um, yeah, that's the future, and that 
is not a joke. Whoa, it's not a joke. It's not at all, but these lovely, lovely jokes are. They must be. Clint, a lawyer. He's driving a car down the street, and instead of stopping at the stop sign, the lawyer slows down. A policeman sees this and pulls the car over and asks the man why he didn't stop at the stop sign. And the lawyer said, well, it's the same thing. I don't believe there's a difference between stop and slow down. And the policeman, he said, well, allow me to prove it to you. He asked the lawyer to step out of his car, and he suddenly starts hitting him over the head with his baton. A little bit of pr- police brutality. Oh. And after a lot of pain, the lawyer has endured. The policeman says, now, do you want me to stop, or do you want me to slow down? Oh, I didn't like that one because of all the police brutality. <laughs> Just my opinion, Kendall. I'll try to tamp it down next Sorry, time. not sorry. Kendall, a young brunette <laughs> goes into the doctor's office and says that her body hurts wherever she touches it. Impossible, says the doctor. Show me. Sorry, what he really said was, <laughs> Impossible. Show me. And she takes her finger and pushes her elbow and screams in agony. She pushes her knee and screams, pushes her ankle and screams, and so it goes. The doctor says, you're not really a brunette, are you? And she says, no, I'm really a blonde. And he says, I thought so. Your finger's broken. (laughs) Oh, Cliff, I don't uh, tolerate that blonde cruelty joke. (laughs) (laughs) It was offensive to blondes. Uh, Susan just did that last week. (laughs) <laughs> she was <laughs> complaining that her body hurt all over, just a broken finger. She, well, she had just pricked it with a, a little thumbtack, but it was same, close, close to the same story. Oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh. Last year, I don't know if you know this, I entered a marathon, and <laughs> the race was starting, <laughs> and immediately... You ate a donut marathon? Oh, close. But I was in last place. There's the part that you might, uh, <laughs> might believe me in. And I was right behind, like, one of the other runners, and I was so embarrassed. And the guy in front of me, second to last, was making fun of me. And he said, hey, buddy, how does it feel to be the last? And I said, you really want to know? So then, Cliff, I just dropped out of the race and made him last. Oh. Showed him. (laughs) You showed him. (laughs) That's my kind of marathon. Oh, Kendall, this is my kind of marathon. Okay. Two (laughs) leprechauns have a bet, and to settle it, they go to a convent. And Mother Superior answers the door and says, Oh, my goodness, it's leprechauns! (laughs) And the first leprechaun replies, Hey, take it easy, sister. I only want to ask you a question. Are there any nuns in your convent that are my size? No, little man. No nuns in my convent are your size. All right, then. Are there any uh, nuns in all of Ireland that are all, that are uh, my size? No, little man. No nuns in all of Ireland are your size. All right, then. Uh, one more question. Are there any nuns in the entire world that are my size? No, little man. I'm quite sure that no nuns in all of the world are your size. Okay, then. And the second leprechaun starts laughing his ass off. Candle L L F A O. Laughing leprechauns fucking ass off. <laughs> but through the laughter, he manages to say, You see, I told you, you fucked a penguin. <laughs> Whoa. And, and see, now our listeners are laughing their asses off. <laughs> and that one was based on a true story. Kendall, that's, that was my last one. 
I loved it. I loved the whole story. I loved the twists and turns it took. A lot of twists and a lot of turns. I would love to see Meryl Streep in that and Peter Dinklage. (laughs) We'll see if she's available. Uh, Okay, I've got one more for you. All right. All right. All right. You know, I... Last year, I went shopping for a bathroom scale for some stupid reason. Idiot. And I found out that, uh, you know, it tracks not only your weight, but your body fat, your bone mass, your water percentage. And I picked just one of the low-tech models because, as I told the guy there, I said, I don't need to be depressed four ways. One is quite enough. And? And that's it. It's hilarious. That's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, Kendall, they don't get any better than that one. And that's, that's, what, well, that's why they're called bad jokes. Not a joke! Bitch! <laughs> oh, and uh, that's all the jokes that I've got. I'm not joking anymore. All right, well, I want to go see what Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn and Mr. Snodbottom are doing because they're over there and it, they're trying to describe to Crockpot how she can sculpt a game box. Yeah, and Mr. Snodbottom keeps picking up a mop trying to incorporate that. I think it's too big. But yeah, we'll be right back after this. All right, all right. This has been a great show so far, and I'm told it only gets better. Stay tuned for more Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Come and get them! Fruit Pie the Magician here at the Franklin School. What do kids like best about Hostess Fruit Pies? I like the crust best. It holds bread and fried bread. I like fruit, and that tomato's got a lot of fruit in there. I like cherry best. Dapple. And that says it all. Hostess, fruit pies, Twinkies, cakes, and cupcakes. Fresh snacks <laughs> with a snack in the middle. Did someone say, show me the funny? It doesn't matter now. Here come Cliff and Kendall. play, play, Board game etiquette. Oh, Kendall, it's okay. You know, I don't think Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churn heard because they're over there trying to pick out how many, you know, different uh, colors the spinner, the spinner wheel should have on their board game. It's fascinating, but they're putting a lot of work into it. Charles wanted to be the mop. And of course, like Charles, that mop won't fit in the box. I know. I don't know what he thought the mop was going to do other than just, you know, be an easy, quick way to clear off the board. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that's probably the way he intends on playing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go, Cliff. What is your next favorite game on this game countdown? My next favorite, Kendall, you're not going to believe it. Because I know. I don't believe it. That you are thinking, now Cliff is so fat, which is understandable. 
I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> but you're thinking Cliff is so fat that there's no way he's going to pick any game that is like a athletic sporting event kind of game. I think I know where you're going with this one. But no, Kendall, I, no, I don't think you do. I think I'm pulling <laughs> the rug out from under you. Because this is so sporty, you're going to think, wow, maybe if we were the Spice Girls, Cliff would have been Sporty Spice all along. I assume Ginger. Because <laughs> you would, of course, be Baby Spice or Scary Spice. <laughs> but uh, I would, I guess I would be Sporty now because the next game on the greatest games of all time countdown, come one, come all. Let's play Tetherball. No. Don't you love Tetherball? I did love Tetherball. You did take me for a curve there. But yes, I did love that. I loved playing that in like PE and in school. That was the only game I could ever play because the ball <laughs> was on a rope. It was tethered. <laughs> yes. You'd have to pole. run after it. You'd have to run after it. It would stay. Didn't have to run. Barely had to move mostly just gonna just stand there and just bat the ball back and forth and wasn't it fun oh my god it good see now that see we are connected because that brings up such a great memory from my childhood when i was in middle school and this is sad and funny but the like pe teachers like got two students are like oh we need extra help you know and the i, I don't know why I, I don't know if we volunteered or if we did it for some work school thing but we were like PE helpers. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we had these like tires filled with concrete with a pole on them. And that's what we used for the tethers. And we had to take them in and out every day for some reason. The PE teacher like locked oh. them up, you know. <laughs> and so we had to like tip them on their side and like roll this tire, like to take them all in and out. <laughs> like that, we do that every day. It was like manual labor. But I loved it because I was like, oh, I'm part of the PE department. <laughs> you thought you were a real jock. Yeah, it was like The Office. We were if they were filming us, it'd have been like The Office because the one kid he was like the head of the PE department, and he was just like um, Dwight Schrute on The Office. He was a little version of him. He had a clipboard and a walkie-talkie. I was like, "There's two of us. You can tell me where to put the tire." <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, I love tennis ball. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right, what is your next thought, on the countdown? Well, I, I thought what you were going to say, I thought the path you were leading down, which was my next one, is Twister. Did you ever play Twister? No, I'm too fat. I cover all of the dots at once. Hmm. Whenever I get down on the floor. Well, because, see, I was thinner when I was real young, and I loved it. I could, like, move around, and then, of course, I got way too fat, and I would rip the board whenever I was trying to play Twister. <laughs> no, I, I, do, I, I did. That was not a joke. I ripped through a Twister <laughs> game board one time because I was so fat, and I was, like, reaching <laughs> to try to, like, hit the red one with my left arm or something, and when I hit the ground, it just burst into two. And, of course, we all <laughs> fell, and I was like, oh, the fat guy, he broke the Twister board. So <laughs> That's what I, I realized Twister was no longer for me. It's rude awakening there, Kendo. It's a bygone game, but I love it. <laughs> Let's let bygones be bygones. <laughs> Why don't we? Oh, oh my goodness.
Misty. Oh. We're having such a wonderful time with this game making. Oh, yes. I'm wondering if we should have cards or possibly some sort of ball. Dear, what do you think? I think we should have both. Why not? It'll add extra fun to the game. Oh, yes. Maybe we could put our cards inside of the ball. No, that's a wonderful idea. First they have to pick a ball, then they get the message from inside. Oh, I love it. I can see families and children playing this game coming together. You mentioned ball. There's no, like, running or jumping involved, is there? Oh, I hope not. Because <laughs> I don't... I, I want to sit when we play the game. Unless it's on a tether. <laughs> no, dear. Of course, there's no running and jumping and, unless if it's going on in your mind from all the fun you're having. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a very um, imagination-based <laughs> ball. Yes, it's good for the children. <laughs> oh, dear goodness. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that was, you know, me. You lose a turn, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could. <gasps> what if you did that? What if you add like etiquette rules to the game? Like if you belt, <laughs> you oh lose goodness, a turn. A wonderful idea! Yes. Oh, yes. Right, let's do that straight away. Let's go get the cards, dear. We can start writing down some etiquette this instant. Oh yes, I know. The youth will really love that, dear. Charles, I need to talk to you. I want to make sure there's some things that you would do. So I can oh, Charles. Oh, well, she's going to the right person. Oh, well, I'm glad I could provide inspiration. You inspired them. You inspire us all every day. I do inspire you all. And speaking of how much I inspire you all, I know that you've been loving my quarantine concert series. Oh, God. Yes, that, well, that's one of the few things we're scheduled to do every day. I know. And now, of course, I did tape last night's concert but listen to what happened. I taped it and I was listening back to it this morning. And like in the middle, Charles the contractor, he taped over it with all these fart sounds. And I confronted him <laughs> about it. And he said it was an April Fool's Day joke. Can you believe that? Oh, let's not have April Fool's jokes from Charles, please. There's no telling what's going to happen. Well, he's already pranked me by uh, recording over my quarantine concert with farts. So, but I'm still, I'm going to play what I've got at the end of the show. But oh, it's God. Not the I was full thing. I was going to say he's probably targeting me next, but if I have to listen to those farts, there you go. I'm being punished enough. Oh, I don't know, Kendall. I'd watch out. I don't. I wouldn't risk thinking that's the only thing he has in store for you. <laughs> we're we're here quarantined in the store. What else is there for him to do but plan April Fool's jokes? <laughs> God, help us all. God, I don't know if we sh we could help him, so we should just try to help some other people, Cliff. Let's just help some other people. You've got questions. We've got the answers. It's dear Cliff and Kendall. Oh, Kendall, would you open that letter there in your hand? Of course I would. I can't wait to do some helping. All right, here we go. Let's see. All right. <clears throat> Dear Cliff and Kendall, my wife's family drops by our home several times a week, usually unannounced. <gasps> oh, I don't mind them dropping in. But what does bother me is that they bring their kids and expect us to feed them during the visits. It has gotten to the point that I hide our snacks and beverages in the bedroom because if I leave them in the cupboard, they disappear. Ocus bocus. They often end up eating the leftovers I had planned to be my lunch for the next day. And I've talked to my wife several times about the situation and she agrees with me, but she says there's nothing else she can do about it. 
I wasn't brought up that way and I would never think of going to someone's home, opening up cupboards and helping myself to food without an invitation. Also, I'm retired and on a fixed income. Am I overreacting? And must I keep my mouth shut? That's frustrated in the West Bushelltown Swamplands. Well, I would say keep your mouth shut and keep your bedroom (laughs) door shut with all your snacks hidden inside. That seems to be a good system. Yeah, if you want to have snacks, you have to have hiding place snacks. That's what we do. Right. Or you do what I do when people come knocking at the door. You mute the TV and you sit silently (laughs) until they go away. (laughs) Like, how long can they stand there? (laughs) They're not going to stand there and knock forever. Forever. My turn to do some help. 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 All right. Let's see. Let me open up this. Open up this envelope. Oh, let's see. The metal envelope there. It says, says, Dear Cliff and Kendall, Seven years ago, my sister called and offered me her piano. She told me none of her children wanted it. She was moving, and there was no room for it in her new place. Since I love to play the piano and and am quite good at it, uh, I'm a virtuoso, she says. Yes, she said she's a virtuoso. And so she said yes immediately. And now... Kendall and Cliff, I've moved twice since, and I've ha- I've had the piano, and it is very heavy, as you can imagine. And the second time I moved, I had to pay a piano mover to move it. The piano. Can you believe it? Me, a virtuoso paying a piano mover. <laughs> in October of 95, my mother passed away. Then in December of 96, my sister passed away. And Cliff and Kendall, it's not looking too good for me either. And last February, the sister who gave me the piano called Out of the Blue told me she wanted her piano back because her granddaughter was taking piano lessons and needed it so she could practice. Kendall and Cliff, I have not heard from her in quite a while and it upset me greatly that she had called not to inquire about my ever-failing health, but to ask me to return something she had given me seven years ago. (laughs) Cliff and Kendall, she insists that she told me seven years ago on a night just like tonight that she was giving me the piano with the stipulation that if one of her grandchildren should someday decide in the future that they wanted to play the piano, she would return it. And Cliff and Kendall, my feeling is that it was inconsiderate of her to ask for the piano back when she knew I was sick and depressed and a virtuoso, regardless of any stipulation under which she might have given it to me. Cliff and Kendall, I hope I'm not going on too long about this piano, but I did explain to her that due to my chronic fatigue, I haven't been able to keep my house clean and that she could have someone come over for the piano after I'm well enough to straighten up my place. Cliff and Kendall, I'm writing to you because I would like to know if you think my sister was inconsiderate in making her request or if I'm just being overly sensitive about it. And that's signed stressed out, hurt, and confused in the South Busheltown suburbs. Well, I'll take this, Cliff, because I'm virtuoso. Okay, well, well. You're, it was directed at you, so. Yeah, well, good, good. Um, so, it works so out. I do think she was, uh, her sister was overreacting, and I think that if she still enjoys playing the piano and wants to have the piano, that, I feel like I'm Judge Judy in, in small claims court. If she, <laughs> she wants to, if she enjoys playing the piano, 
then she should keep it and say that she's using it. It was a gift to her. All right. You heard Kendall's ruling. (laughs) It's final. It is ruling. It's final. (laughs) The food court is now over. Let's, Uh. uh, Let's move on. So glad we could help people. Oh, boys, I love (laughs) to hear you talking about Judge Judy. She's such a good role model for women, isn't she, dear? I love watching Judge Judy, dear. She just, she's like one of my daytime friends. (laughs) Oh, yes, I feel as if I know her, Judge Judith Shineland. (laughs) (laughs) And she has such a fiery sassiness to her, dear, and almost reminds you of someone else. <laughs> oh, and she wears such a stunning black robe, although it's nothing compared to your black robe, dear. <laughs> Nowhere near as stunning. Cliff, I told you, I told you, we were like, just like Judge Judy, if we had the robes, we'd be in business. And they'd be so much more comfortable. If we only had the robes. Dear, we can't afford the robes oh, right now, no. dear. It's just too much material. Definitely not. We've got the store to think about here, boy. Oh, yes, dear. We can't just buy robes. Oh, no. And then there's Funky and Opie's college education. Oh, yes, dear, dear. You definitely want them to go to college, don't you? Oh, yes. Well, of course we want him to go to college. We'll, uh, that's, we'll, we'll make our own robes. We'll just we'll make a coat of uh, a robe of many colors. We'll find little pieces of fabric laying around. Surely Kendall can make us some robes if he's making a damn bozo game at five years old. I got a sewing machine over there. I'll get to work. <laughs> now that he's 40, he can do anything. Now, I finally have time. We're in quarantine for so long, I'll be able to make huge robes. Oh, we're going to need it. and Make them expandable. Ooh, good idea. Elastic. Elastic. Well, this is this is very enlightful, dears, but we need to get back to our board game. Oh, yes. <laughs> I want to go see just how big the board should be. Oh, should it fold into three-way or four-way fashion? Uh, you better hurry, dear. Charles is about to cut something down over there right now. Oh, no. Oh, gosh. Well, um, I, are they going to finish this game before the show's over? Because I'd really like to play it. I don't know, Kendra. We'll just have to put that in our prayers and leave it to the Lord. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, Kendall, what is the next on the game countdown? Who gave the last one? Oh, let's see. That's right. Uh, I think I talked about Twister. Oh, okay. Now talk about, about one after that? Tetherball before that, right? I think so, yeah. So go ahead. All right. Well, Kendall, I've got to say, the next one... How many do you have left? Four? Two? Who knows? Somewhere around there. Okay. Kendall, number seven. No, number five. Four. Number... Please take your seats. The show will begin in two minutes. (laughs) Number four on the greatest games of all time countdown. Number four. Number four. Kendall. Some call it trivial, but I say no, no. It is important. Trivial Pursuit. (laughs) You better pursue it. It's important. (laughs) Don't you love Trivial Pursuit? You know I love it. You know I love it. And again, that's one of those that... I didn't really even play all the rules all the time. I would just ask the question. Oh, 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 Well, I used to play it with my grandmother all the time. She loved it. And at any time, she would be ready for a game of Trivial Pursuit. 
And I think that she did sit and just ask herself the question. It, it makes me feel so dumb all the time when I'm like, why don't I know more of these answers? <laughs> oh, Kendall, it doesn't take a game to make you look dumb. But <laughs> well, <it's... laughs> it only digs in the point. <laughs> but, you know, they have all the different versions. And I just, I'd had so many versions <laughs> over the years. So many games. I'll never f- <laughs> forget when I was... Like, probably seven or eight years old, I got my own booster pack of television. (laughs) All the questions were about television. And on the box, (laughs) it had, like, Murphy Brown and Bob Newhart and Oprah way, 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 way back when and Big Bird and things like that. So the fun packs. It was a fun pack, and it was the fun times. (laughs) (laughs) Those were the days. Well, not unlike that where you'd like have these cards with questions that you'd read. I don't know if you remember this game, but uh, this is the next one on my countdown. Do you remember Mind Quest? No, tell me all about it. Oh my god, you're going to love it. So we had it like in one of our school classes back in like middle school or something and it was just like a box of questions much like uh, just stupid questions, but this was questions that were like so-and-so is on a train, and he goes... Well, it's like riddles and things, you know, that you have to figure out. And I, of course, loved it, because I loved riddles. And so I never got any of them, but I loved the game. And uh, it was just asking questions. There's no dice, there's no any extras, but it was so great. And I found it years later, like at a coffee shop. They had it, like, in the thing. I was like, I love this. I've got to get it. So I ordered my own. Uh, and is it, did it live up to your expectations? Yes, I've got it in my shelf. Just loving it. I can just pull them out and ask myself out loud questions. Oh, well, to. maybe I wish that you'd brought it here into the quarantine. Maybe you can get somebody to ship you a new one. I couldn't get it to it to the hotel. We'll have to play it sometime down the road. Down the road. Further on up the road. Move on down. Move on down the road. <laughs> Kendall, speaking <laughs> of the road, I've got a road less traveled. Road less for us to go to and <laughs> that road leads to songs you should know oh it's another game that makes me feel dumb songs you should know oh, oh what a good good game this is <laughs> what a good good game i hope I this is yeah i hope this is your number one songs you should know oh it's it's up there uh, but I, I just left it out because I knew we were playing it, so I didn't even need to count it. Uh, I'll start us out, Cliff. All I've right. got a good one for you. <clears throat> I've been in love and lost my senses, spinning through the town. Sooner or later, the fever ends, and I wind up feeling down. And the man to take the chance. Enough to last And when the night falls My lonely heart calls Oh, I want to dance with somebody I yes, want to feel is. the heat with somebody Is that it, right? Yeah, that's it Alright, of course it was Somebody <laughs> to dance with me Something like that No, wrong <laughs> this is not how it goes. All right, here we go, Kendall. Here's yours. All right. Tonight, you're mine. 
completely you give your love so sweetly tonight the light of love is in your eyes will you still love, love me, me tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, that's a, it's a great song for right now because every day i'm like Will you still love me tomorrow after all the shit we're going through today? <laughs> after it, what a great song. That's why I picked it because of that reason. All right, I've got another great one for you. <clears throat> I feel like I've been locked up tight for a century of lonely nights, waiting for someone to release me. You're licking your lips and blowing kisses my way But that don't mean I'm gonna give it away Baby, baby, baby Baby, baby, baby By Amy Grant <laughs> No, it's I'm a genie in a bottle, baby <laughs> Come, come, come on in, let me out Somehow I missed that one Kendall, here we go Woo, woo Tried to woo. amend my woo. carnivorous habits <laughs> Made it nearly 70 days Losing weight without speed, eating sunflower seeds, drinking lots of carrot juice and soaking up rays. But at night I'd have these wonderful dreams, some kind of sensuous treat. Not zucchini, fettuccine, or bulgur wheat, but a big warm bun and a huge hunk of meat. Cheeseburger in paradise. Paradise. Back of the nuts would be nice. Not too particular, not too precise. It's just a cheeseburger in paradise. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. Cheeseburger in paradise. Uh, one of my favorites, of course, now it's a veggie burger in paradise. <laughs> oh, God. Love it. I'm just sitting on a flop top over here, Cliff. <laughs> Watch out for those pop tops. <laughs> All right, I got another one for you. Here we go. One more. So many times when the city seems to be without a friendly face, a lonely place. It's nice to know there's someone I can turn to and you'll always care. You're always there when there's no getting over that rainbow. When, when the smallest of dreams won't come, come true, I can I'd take all, all the madness the world, the world has to give, but I, I won't last a day without you. Won't last a day without Cliff and Kendall coast to coast. That's <laughs> uh, what everybody's thinking. You know it. That is what they're thinking. All right. And luckily, they don't have to wait. They don't have to go because they'll get us here every week. That's right. I got one more for you, Kendall. Alarm goes off at seven, and you start uptown. You put in your eight <laughs> hours for the powers that have always been. Sing it, child. Then you go downtown. Downtown. Where the folks are broke. You go downtown, downtown where your life's a joke. You go downtown, downtown where you buy a toke. You go, go down on Skid Row. Down on Skid Row. Oh, Kendall, oh, you know what? Skid Row. You know God what dang. I think we ought to do? I think us here in the store, we ought to put on a benefit 
performance of Little Shop of Horrors, don't you think? Oh, well, last time I played Seymour, there were rave reviews, Cliff. Well, we'll have to have some tryouts to see who gets it this time. <laughs> but right, I'm, we'll sure, I'm sure there's a part in there for you somewhere, Kendall. All right. Inside the plant, let me guess. Who knows? We'll have to see. We'll have to let the cards fall where they may. All right. Well, that was that. That was on the countdown for top games, songs you should know. And that's all the time we have for songs you should know. All right. Well, Kendall, it's just been a wonderful show so far. And I know our listeners are flipping the flip out to know what the final ones in our countdown are of the games. Okay. All right. So go ahead. Your turn. All right. No, Kendra, I want to be nice and let you go first. Oh, Cliff, but I wouldn't dare go first when you could go first. (laughs) Kendra, allow me to allow you to go first. Well, and so the only reason I'm not going to say this one is because I think you might have it as number one on your list. Oh, I don't know. My number one might be a curve. Well, then I'm going with it. Cliff, clue. Number one. Number two, I mean. Oh, I love it. Clue. Got to play that clue. It was Kendall in the studio with the microphone that said it. I think when they re-release it, they should have your quote on the front of the box. Got to play that clue. I hope they do. I hope they do. From Kendall. What makes you love the clue so much? The movie. Well, I, I, not. I mean, the movie, of course, cemented my love for Clue forever, ever. But I always loved Clue. When I was a kid, it was just the most fun for me because it was like, the mystery of who had done it. You know, I'm so OCD, I like to keep my lists. So I was like, I'll put all these questions in this list. And I just loved, like, figuring it out. And it just, I was so competitive with it. I wanted to be the one to figure out who did it. Ooh, you were your own Jessica Fletcher. I was. It was murder, she wrote, right there in my childhood. <laughs> my, my childhood game, of course, was cake and ice cream he ate. <laughs> All right, Kendall, I love that you chose Clue as number two and number one. Greatest game. Greatest game. Greatest of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready. I want to hear what it is. Undisputed. Undisputed. Goes back centuries. Eons. People were playing this game in the primordial ooze before we stepped out and became bipedal creatures. Or whatever. Kendall. <laughs> hide and seek. Hide, hide, and seek. seek. Ooh, good one. Do you love hide and seek? Isn't it just the most fun? Again, I loved it when I was young. And then when I got old now, I was like, oh, I have to like run to go find a place. And I have to like fit my fat body in this box somewhere. Then it got less fun. But I loved it. Forever and ever. Well, that's the thing. You and I, we have to find like an empty, abandoned warehouse to hide in. (laughs) But other people, (laughs) other people, it's more fun because they can like hide under the bed or behind the closet door or something (laughs) like normal people. Uh huh. Oh, what? And I don't know if I've ever, I I may have told you the story, but when I was a kid, a friend of mine, we would get, um, you know, in uh, like the theme park tickets every year to go to this theme park in town. And we would like every year, like, it, like when it got warm enough we would take our lunch and like put it in a locker somewhere and we would play hide and go seek in the theme park like we'd sit there and like count one person was it and they'd go all throughout the theme park and you'd have to find them and it took forever and you'd like see them like passing you on the train or on one of the rides you're like oh there he goes oh wow but it was so much fun 
It was it was it was like our own little like Amazing Race, the Childhood Edition. That sounds like Amazing Race, the Childhood Edition. I can't believe oh, that. Gotta get that on the air. Gotta get it on the air. That's your second great idea of the episode: rental board yeah. games through the mail and Amazing Race Childhood Theme Park Edition. And I Man. own fifty percent of both ideas. I'm on fire. Oh, you're on fire. Oh, that, oh, that's that's number one. So that's it. I was trying to think. I was like, what's next? There's so, those are all the top tens that you must go and play immediately. The games, uh, play them all tonight, listeners. Play Seek, every single do one. Do not hide. <laughs> Don't search. Find. Find. Oh, I love it, Cliff. That was so much fun. Um, and. This is one of my top games right here, is getting on the air every week with you and doing a show. What a fun game, Kendall, even though we always know who's going to win, what the outcome will be. (laughs) But it's always fun. Just wondering how we're going to get there. Wait, dear, before you go, I just wanted to show you our wonderful game. We've just finished. Oh, boys, I think you're really going to love it. Oh, I, it won't fit through the door. <laughs> it won't. So, and there's no way to turn it to get it in. No, so we're going to have to come out there. So we'll come out there and explore it. So this is this has been the show. Oh, yes, dear. This could be wonderful. I'll set it up on the table. Oh, oh yes. We're, oh, we're going to start I'm, assigning the dice, dear. Well, Cliff, before we go over there and play that, I got a quote for you. All right. Why do not... Oh, I'm sorry. We do not stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. And that was uh, uh, Cliff and Kendall of his time, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, Benny Franks. Benny gotta Franks. love him. I love him. All right, let's go play the game unless you got a quote. All right, I have no quote. I just have the, what remains of the recording of last night's Quarantine Concert series. Oh, yes. Why don't, we, why don't you play us out We're with just going to play it out, everybody. And I'm sorry <laughs> that Charles the Contractor erased the back half. So, anyway, this is... All right, Kendall, let's go. Let me go. You know, I'll go beat you in this new game that they've just invented. Oh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, we'll challenge. be here. We'll be here next right. week. Enjoy the song. <laughs> Was on his way home from Smackover After two weeks gone and a bad layover He wanted to get home to lay down and watch some TV He put his foot down, stepped on the gas Zoomed down the road, hauling ass He didn't see the commode up ahead in the street Earlier that day the commode fell off a truck In the middle of the road it got stuck And nobody had come along to move it away yet The toilet never saw the man speed down the road It didn't feel the car smash or the porcelain explode The toilet nor the man knew how bad this would get That's the night that the lights went out in Bristletown That's the night that a car ran over a toilet You better watch the road as you travel down Cause a commode might appear out in front of you yet The car that hit the toilet ran off the road Just a few seconds before the gas tank would blow Hope the driver lived a good life cause he was dead now The fireball from the car reached into the sky And it happened to touch a bird flying by With its final breaths the bird flew toward the town 
The burning bird began to fall toward the ground Landed on a pile of leaves, barely made a sound But the leaves were dry and in a moment they started to flame The fire from the leaves spread into the grass And before you know it, it found a puddle of gas That burned so hot in the night, it was never the same the burning gas was giving off sparks And a few made it to a semi-truck park At the edge of a nearby overflowing truck parking lot The sparks engulfed the semi-truck in fire From its metal roof all the way down to the tires And soon all the trucks in the lot were flaming hot That's the night that the lights went out in Bushletown Whoa! Yeah, that's the night that a car ran over a toilet You better watch the road that you travel down Cause a commode might appear out in front of you yet The fire spread from the truck parking place Down the street it kept a quick pace Till it reached the spot where they made the electricity the flames licked at the doors and melted them down And inside it turned off the power to the town That's why you ought to take these words seriously Whoa, that's the night that the lights went out in Busheltown Uh-huh, that's the night that a car ran over a toilet Yes, you better watch the road that you travel down Cause a commode might appear out in front of you Yes, yes, watch out for that That's the night that the lights went out in Bushletown Whoa, whoa, whoa That's the night that a car ran over a toilet You better watch the road whoa, whoa, that you travel down Cause a commode might appear out in front of you for coming to the quarantine concert series tonight i want to take it down a notch i want to lead into this next section with a prayer first of all god bless us everyone goes without saying second of all please send the coronavirus to the following people number one don Difficult to explain. Difficult to explain.